no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Another off-season edition of First and Pod. Thanks for being with us, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. We'll hit the AFC West and NFC West in a bit. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We're still doing this weekly throughout the offseason. The dust is settled mostly in free agency, but Rodgers is not officially a Jet. Lamar Jackson, not really linked to any team. Some smoke, but nothing firm. Are you surprised by uh, the slow movement of the quarterback market in either direction, Pony? I'm really not. The Aaron Rodgers thing, it looks like Green Bay is going to try to get at least a first. And if the Jets don't want to trade it in this year's draft, well, then that's something that's going to have to happen, I guess. Or I guess they could trade it now and just make it 2024 instead of 2023. But that seems to be the big holdup there. I think the last thing Green Bay wants is for another Favre situation, like the one in Milwaukee, where even though the guy is in the AFC, if things don't go great with Jordan Love in year one, they're thinking about you know what we got back for Aaron Rodgers and why we got to watch him thrive in another uniform. The Lamar Jackson thing, you know, it's interesting. It sounds to me like a lot of the people in the Boston media are starting to say a lot of the things that we've said on the show for months about how everybody is saying no to Lamar Jackson. And is this a time now where Bill Belichick jumps in and thinks, okay, he's now undervalued. Um, Is there a way I can either negotiate with him or the Ravens to make either the acquisition cost or the contract cost lower and maybe it won't work but it you know that has been out there at least on the Boston side of things where they're the people that cover the Patriots and the people that do shows up there seem to want to at least discuss the possibility of him going to the Patriots yeah I mean that one like all of them make some sense in a vacuum of he makes the team better it makes sense he makes Indy better He makes Washington better. He makes New England better. And he certainly makes you a hell of a lot more interesting. It's what I've been talking about, though, for a while. The draft pick component and the contractual component make it a much tougher sell. And I'd be fascinated to see Belichick with him and what he could devise and what he could get out of him while he's still in his athletic prime for the next few years. It would be great sports theater. Um, but I'll be surprised that the guy who treats draft picks like gold gives up two of them for him. I'm looking forward to Lamar's interview that he has teased on whatever YouTube platform or whatever it is. Like, I'm looking forward to it. What is that? I, you're, this is the first time hearing about it. Oh yeah. He put out a teaser. He said he was going to be answering questions and setting the record straight. I don't know on Instagram. So I must've missed all that. That, Yeah. I I don't know when it's dropping or I don't know who's conducting the interview. Uh, Maybe Spencer has any details that I'm missing, but like I, the Rogers McAfee stuff was so compelling because even if it felt like, you know, this could use some cross-examination by like a trained interviewer or a quote unquote real journalist, 
it was still, it was like players tribune esque. Like it was unfiltered, uninterrupted mostly though. AJ Hawk tried a little bit like for better and worse. We got Rogers side. We saw his motivation and whatever. Like I would love Lamar Jackson to through his production company or through his brand or whatever he's doing here to like, I'm not looking for Deshaun Watson's contract. Uh, I just, I got a $133 million offer. I deserve more. Like it has to be 200 million. My days are done in Baltimore. I want to be a Raven for life. Like anything he says will be interesting because it will be the first time that he doesn't communicate in like Morse code of weird cryptic subtweeting on it and Twitter and Instagram. So like, I have no idea how it's going to go. He just says it will be dropped soon. But to me, that's the next part of it. Like we're going to, we know how Rogers feels. He feels like the Packers owe it to him to facilitate a trade because he's the best player in the history of the organization. And he doesn't want to retire. He wants to be a jet. The Packers don't want him. We know all of that. We don't know a lot about the Lamar story. So we're all guessing. We're guessing about Deshaun Watson. We're guessing about if he wants to be a Raven. We're guessing about how offended he is. Like, I'm very much looking forward to, like, the human side of this, even if it is manicured and he's not sitting down with Tom Rinaldi or Jeremy Schaap. That would be best. But, like, I'll take it because I think we're going to actually learn something like we did with Rodgers. I actually think it's better that he's not sitting down with one of those guys because – I think it's important that the athlete feels comfortable. And a lot of times in these sanitized interviews that get put out by a network, uh, the person doesn't really want to do that. They don't maybe trust the interviewer, even though the interviewer might have a great reputation for getting the story right or making it as fair as possible. So that's actually, I think, one of the best things that's happened. It hasn't been great as far as, you know, traditional media is concerned like you or I maybe getting access to athletes the way that we did in the past but with all these athletes wanting to either have podcasts or their own media companies and stuff I think they have a better understanding now that if they're honest about things that that's good for their brand like so much of this is driven by clicks and eyeballs and things like that and I think they're figuring out if I just do something on my own that's very cliched. Like people don't want to watch that or see that. And if you're a great athlete, like Roethlisberger did this with me for years, is that the great athlete, I think few of them understand that they can pretty much say what they want and do what they want because it's the the only, there's, there's only a few guys in sports that have that power where they can pretty much dictate to an organization how things are going to go and not the other way around. And I think Lamar Jackson is finally getting that. Lamar Jackson said very little during his time in Baltimore, was not a guy that was very open about what was playing out with his contract or how he felt about the way he was used in their offense. And so now, to me, if he's saying, I'm going to come out and tell my side of the story, that's just like Rodgers did. That tells me that he wants a divorce from the team. I think if he was going to do it the Ravens way, he would go talk to them, not his followers on social media. 
Like if he's if he really thinks he can get a deal done with the Ravens and they can find middle ground that pacifies each party, then he should go talk to them, not you know. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable guess, but like we really don't know. We he he has been so guarded on this, and there has been such little journalism around it, and he doesn't have an agent to like you know, leak it to Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. By the way, side note, and this is maybe a, a little inside baseball on the journalism side. Um, Roquan Smith didn't have an agent. He had that guy named St. Omni as his like liaison or advisor. He forces his way out of Chicago, goes to Baltimore, has a great year, signs a record-setting deal. Laramie Tunsil. Same thing, gets a deal, and, and Ian Rappaport reports on the Roquan Smith stuff via St. Omni. Laramie Tunsil resets the tackle market, short-term deal, universally applauded for how much money he gets, stays with the Texans, one of the best players at one of the most premium positions in the league. As reported to Ian Rappaport, by St. Omni. If you Google search St. Omni, you cannot find him. If you Google image search St. Omni, you cannot find him. St. Omni is also an anagram for, we did this on the air today, like, it is not a man. Like, like I think St. Omni might be an alias. I think it might not be a real person. Like, I think it's a person I don't even know who the F this thing or person was until you just brought it up to me. I have not followed this saga whatsoever. It was a big deal in Chicago. But, like, dude, if you literally Google image search St. Omni, it is a picture of Roquan Smith in, like, the Bobby Valentine fake mustache. Like, there are no records of this person existing on the internet. And because <laughs> we tried to get him on when Roquan Smith was like, yeah, I'm just doing this myself, but also my guy St. Omni is helping me. And Rappaport said that he like had like some NFL Players Association affiliation. But like, I don't think the person's name is St. Omni. I don't think this person exists, but he got a huge deal for Roquan Smith. He got a huge deal for Laramie Tunsil. And he's like, but he's not an accredited agent because the NFL had to come down on him with the Roquan Smith stuff because he like engaged teams in trade talks when the Bears hadn't given him permission. There, there is a story for like, if Deadspin was still Deadspin. Like, there's a story for some journalist to reveal the identity of St. Omni. I don't believe that is his real name. I think Ian Rappaport is somehow in on it. And there's a story here involving Laramie Tunsil, Roquan Smith, someone using an alias, Ian Rappaport, and it's a web of NFL media confusion. Ian Rappaport, yes, and thank you, Spencer. Yes, we talked about this thing. Ian Rappaport said, I have met him and have no further comment on whether or not it's an alias or not. So Ian well, Rappaport, it's it's a weird thing. Man. Something weird is going on here. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do these team previews in a second, what they did in free agency or reviews, I should say. Yeah. But my, my best way of addressing what you just said is this. I know that Adam Schefter and less so Ian Rappaport make conservatively $5 million a year. I know that. 
that that's about, I think Schefter is on the high end of that, might even be closer to 10. And I think Rappaport's probably somewhere between like two and $4 million. Let me just tell you something though. I would not want their, I would not want that life whatsoever. You never turn it off. You're never on vacation. You're constantly worried that someone is going to beat you to a story. There's never a down period or a dead period in the NFL. So you always feel, even if it's a holiday or even if it's, you know, in the summer, that something is going to happen that you need to be on top of. You constantly have people above you on your ass if you don't get a story and someone else beats you to it. You have to you have to suck up to the agents. You have to suck up to the teams. You have to suck up to the players. Like I have I have a lot of respect for those guys because I know just how demanding it is. But I am in not in any way envious of the job those people do. Not at all. Like, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good friends with Jeff Passan. Being, there's a, like a fake human being that this that Ian Rappaport is friends with but can't talk about? Yeah. No, I do not. <laughs> like the money's yeah. great and his family's set up and they get to go on nice skiing trips and everything else on his dime and I bet their house is super big and everything else and he goes to Mets games and sits in suites and MSG and all that. I've seen pictures, but no. No, I'm I'm happy where I am, and Ian, you can continue to do the nonstop twenty four seven. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was worried about you coming for his corner. And I've talked with Passon about this, and it's it's a, it's a little different in baseball because it's not as quite as demanding of a beat as the NFL or the NBA. But obviously, he still is competing with guys like Ken Rosenthal and you know all and all of that. But yeah, it's it's a tough life, man. You are on your phone all the time and you have to work relationships all the time. And there is, there is no off button. I, I'm not cut out for it either. Um, But yeah, there's a story there with say nominee. 